0: Let's talk about sex, good sex. You know what that is for me? That's when my guy comes at the same time that I do. That's right. That is the top of the mountain for me, but it rarely happens. And that's because there really is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's okay because there is a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is clinically proven to make you last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And for your partner, they have a whole line of women's products. I love their warming gel. That's my personal favorite. They also sell condoms and lube. They have everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. I love Promescent products. Not only do I recommend them, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some. Go to delayspray.com to get everything you need. That's delayspray.com to get all your Promescent products. There's a money back guarantee. There's free shipping and Your package is going to arrive discreetly, so no one's going to know what you bought. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. podcast. Conversations with online. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous on both Instagram and Twitter. If you're listening on a podcast app, which I'm assuming you are, (laughs) or you actually might be listening on YouTube too. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to my show. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show there, and if you can give me a review. That kind of stuff really helps the show. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous because I change everyone's voices. You also make up your phony name. People email me from phony emails. You call me from a phony number. I don't really care. I don't even really know who my guests are, but they tell me their true stories while remaining anonymous. If you want to be on the show, Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show, or go to YouTube. I mean, go to Instagram or Twitter. You could DM me there. It's at strict anonymous, or you could call my confessions hotline. It's 347 420 3579. Again, the number is 347 420 3579. You could leave me an anonymous confession there. I change the voices. Or you could also just call in there, leave me a message about what you want to call in and talk about. And if I'm interested in having you on the show, I'll send you a link to sign up. If you want to talk to me on the DL, but you don't want it to air, I also offer that like a consulting kind of a thing. I don't air it. Uh, You could send me an email for details. I have a Patreon. That's where you could see all kinds of pics, okay, of uh, mostly all of my female guests, as well as all my anonymous confessions that people leave here, as well as, I mean, leave on my confessions hotline, as well as other things you get episodes early and ad-free. All the links and information to everything I just told you about is in the description. Now, today I have on marie a.k.a. Toronto Unicorn. Most people don't know what a Toronto Unicorn is. I do because she has a YouTube channel and I knew her from there. She was on the show before and gave her whole backstory. And her backstory was super interesting because this was like a single girl who hadn't had sex for years. Like, I think it was like 10 years. And then she wound up like going to a swingers club all by herself. And then she became a hardcore swinger. And where she's at now, you won't believe. She has started up as the resident orgy gangbang director at the Swingers Club where she is a regular. I think she also does it at other Swingers Clubs. You're going to have to listen to the whole story. Like why she started to be this orgy director. What does it mean? She's very specific. She is there micromanaging orgies and gangbangs and making them the best they can be. She even uses a whiteboard. I swear to God, this is how... Uh, hardcore she is. She's not just a hardcore swinger. She's hardcore at everything she does. If she's going to be a fucking orgy director, she's got a whiteboard, okay? You're going to go in that room, you're going to fuck one of her girls that hired her to be the director of her favorite orgy, and you're going to know exactly what that girl wants. Sometimes she's dominating people, and if that's what they want, she will boss you around and make you do the things that you want to be made to do, okay? She talks about very specific orgies and gangbangs she has set up. She walks me through a recent one with a girl that started out as a gangbang, but turned into an orgy. (laughs) We talk about the difference. Uh, But basically she's doing this because she really does like to help people. She's really like using her psychology background, okay, because she does have a psychology background, even though she's not a psychologist, uh, to help vulnerable people feel safe and open up in their intimate lives. I personally think it's a brilliant idea. We get really hardcore into it. The details are so interesting. Her stories are fascinating. Uh, she does talk also about the fact that she is kind of in a dry spell herself. I mean, there she is at the Swingers Club every night directing all these things. But she's not really having sex with anybody. She talks about why she's in a dry spell, what that means for her, like why it's happening, and what she's eventually looking for. And then she gives out all of her shout-outs because this girl, Marie Toronto Unicorn, has her own YouTube channel where you could see all of her like her whole journey from being a girl who has never had sex in 10 years to a swinger. She has uh, a podcast now, the Toronto Unicorn. All of her information and links are at torontounicorn.com. That link will be in the description. She also sent me for my Patreon pics of like this merch. Oh, that's the other thing she talks about. She like created merch. Uh, funny like swinger club gear merch and uh, she sent me some pics of that all of that is on my patreon but you're going to want to check her out all of that information is in the description i'm going to be right back on with marie aka toronto unicorn this is the strictly anonymous podcast hi marie aka toronto unicorn (laughs) how are you welcome back to the strictly anonymous podcast Thank you
1: so much. I'm so excited to be back and chatting with you again.
0: Yeah, well, it's, listen. There's uh, a
1: that's gone down since the last time.
0: Yeah, so then the last time you were on, you talked all about how you got into swinging. I mean, you have, and I found you and knew of you from YouTube. You are somebody that is out there doing your thing as a swinger. Your whole story and backstory was super interesting. I will link to your first episode because that's where people could get your backstory and how you became swinger. A swinger or solo. I mean, you started it solo, it took a lot of balls, and that whole story is on your first episode. But in this episode, we're going to talk about something new that you're doing, besides the fact that you did start a podcast, and we'll give out your links to all that stuff at the end too. But you are now a quote unquote orgy director. <laughs> Which yes I fucking ma'am. love. I've heard of gangbang organizers. I've always wanted to talk to one of those. But now that I know that mm-hmm. an orgy director exists, I'm so excited to be talking to one, especially one that is female, which is so interesting to me. Yes.
1: And it's not something I, I thought existed before I created it either, because I looked around my environment and saw a need, saw an opportunity. Yeah. And I found some really good, you know, fulfillment out of it. So I did not know it was a thing either.
0: Now explain to me like how this whole idea came about and why you became a quote unquote orgy director and what that even means. Okay.
1: All right. So because I, I love that, uh, you like the long winded answers. Yeah. I don't, on my, on my channel, I'm like whippy, you know, so here I'm going to like give you a bit more meat on the bones.
0: So I like that. I can't I, wait. I can't tell you how many times people will be like, well, to make a long story short. I'm like, don't make a long story <laughs> short. My show's an hour. Like I want the long story. That's what we do here on my show. So walk me through it. That's I love so it. That's so funny. Yeah. That's what I like.
1: That's so... All right. Well, I'm going to make my long story longer. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it basically comes down to the fact that I have been a swinger for a few years, and I've had a lot of fun, and I've had a lot of experiences. And Mm -hmm. then it kind of feels like, well, what's one more pile of people having sex in front of you? It doesn't, like, what's the novelty there?
0: Oh, interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I hate to say, it, like I felt a bit desensitized to threesomes, foursomes, swapping because it's all in front of me all the time because I hang out in lifestyle clubs, which are like on premise sex clubs, right? Yeah. So it's always all around me. It's not that hard to be in a threesome. I find them to be a bit generic at this point. In, in certain, in certain cases, I, I mean, I love some of the part, like the couples that I hang out with, but I don't get that that you know excitement in my belly about a threesome really anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I, you know, was sitting out. I, I was metaphorically on the bench, but still hanging out with my friends. And there's DTF nights where women show up to take multiple men. And, and DTF men is in down
0: the- to fuck. In case people don't know, some yes, accent. it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a down to fuck night yes. at the swingers club. <laughs>
1: You just saved yourself a lot of headache in your comment section. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so women show up there, and I've seen many times where, you know, they will go and, you know, pick men and and have their experience. Now, I don't want to to minimize people's experiences in any way, but I can see it look a little fumbly here and there, okay? (laughs) I see some shy people, right, who sometimes just stick their hard – dick into the situation and then back out as if they're like backing up a truck because they don't use their hands. They don't think to finger the girl. They just think they're there to dip their dick in a girl and leave. And so I'm seeing the girl not really getting what she wants either, because maybe that's not exactly what she had in her fantasy mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And so here's how I got involved. I started to have friends beside me that I, I knew how they enjoyed sex because that's what swingers do. We like we have sex in, in front of our friends, even if we don't have sex with our friends. Um, and so I knew how these girls wanted to be fucked. And... I, first of all, picked these handpicked men the first couple times I did this that are part of my journey. They are men that one of them is the one man I ever like only one man I ever really let dominate me. Um, so he's one I highly recommend to my friends because every girl deserves to be fucked like that. OK, right. So that's why in that situation, he's a friend of mine. And so what I did is I went into her head first. I kind of like got her alone and I said, You know, what is it that you really enjoy about this? And because, you know, every girl's different. Every body's different. Every man's different. And she would say, I want my hair pulled. I want, you know, I want him to grab my boobs, but not super hard, but like this. I want him to slap my ass. Some girls say, I don't want this. I don't want my hand, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm here taking mental notes. And then she says something very, very important. This is a, a daddy dom dynamic in the lifestyle. So it's kind of like a male dom that's going to be like, kind of, like, overpowering her in a great way that's, like, really exciting um, to be, like, fucked like that, like, it's really exciting so, anyways, she likes to call him daddy, but she doesn't want to do it voluntarily, and this is a very important distinction that would have remained buried unless I was there, and so I went and I had my one-on-one with him And I said, what is it that you want? And, you know, he was a bit more resistant to like laying out his needs, but I already knew him. I knew he doesn't want a finger in his ass. I know he likes his nipples played with. So I didn't need to get a prescription. Okay. Mm -hmm. so (laughs) then I tell him the following. So I said, she wants to call you daddy. And then he's like nodding. And I said, but she wants you to make her call you daddy. And then he's like, he looked at me and cocked his head. And that was the moment I realized that he saw the value in what we were doing, too. Yeah. So then we all go into a scene together. Now, I'm with my uh, one of my friends that I don't actually play with, but I'm very comfortable to fuck adjacent, meaning I don't play with her, but I can fuck beside her. Um, But anyways, I was in the scene helping it unfold. So while they're having their moment, I would grab her hair and pull it back and remind, kind of remind him that that's the feeling she wants, right? And then he would grab her throat while I was doing that. So she would be, like, getting that feeling she asked for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, things like that. So anyways, I was in the middle of a scene calling the shots. Like, literally, like, did you give him eye contact? You know, like, and then she'll suddenly look up. And, of course, he gets off on that. So
0: it was really it magical. It really is like a director or a coach. I mean, yes. you really are in there... Like spoon feeding them exactly what they need to make each of their experience top of the mountain. It's actually brilliant. It is, and because I've had
1: so many surprisingly amazing successes in the sense of I have seen women who are new to the sex club environment, less than a month old, yeah, who have now let me run a gangbang for them because they saw me run one for someone else.
0: I really feel like as a woman, like that would be very comforting to know and what a great thing you're offering somebody like a woman like that going in if they're they're very nervous Mm -hmm. and it's new to have somebody there who's been there before. That's also another female and understands them right there with them, having their back directing them. I think there's a lot of comfort in that. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, Strictly Anonymous Hey guys, want to max out your erection and have mind-blowing sex every time? Then you need to get yourself a Tenuto 2 vibrator by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto 2 is an award-winning, wearable, flexible vibrator designed for men with women in mind. And that's because they have four perfectly placed motors that are going to vibrate you and your girl all at the same time. There are eight preset vibrations that you get to choose from. There are 16 different intensities as well. And like everything else nowadays, there's an app that goes with it so you can customize your whole experience. The Tenuto 2 is also perfect for solo play. Want a hands-free, mind-blowing orgasm? (laughs) Who doesn't? Go get yourself a tenuto2 by mystery vibe. Just go to mysteryvibe.com and you're going to get 15% off your tenuto by using my code strictly15. That's mysteryvibe.com use my code strictly15 for 15% off. mysteryvibe.com use code strictly15 for 15% off. Your package is going to arrive discreetly and there's a two-year warranty on every order. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring my show. There is. And with
1: one of my play partners, I actually dominate her. So that's very different than directing. Directing can be neutral, right? Yeah. But dominating is something that I do with certain partners where I dom her as a female dom. So she's my female submissive and her boyfriend is is like fucks us both. It's great. So Anyways, when she does a scene, now she does gangbangs all the time. She is a wonderfully happy slut and and the perfect girl to bring to every party. Anyways. (laughs) Did I have her on my
0: show? Was she on my show? Was that the one that was on my show? No, she wasn't. No, she
1: wasn't. I don't think Yeah. Okay. Um, And uh, so anyways, I will go and I'll bring her there and I'll have her on a leash and I'll look at her and I was like, are you going to make all the boys happy? Because I know exactly what she wants, right? I know exactly the mindset she wants. And I grab her and, like, I open her mouth. i like, 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 let me see. Make sure you're good enough. Um, and anyway, so then I'll start to invite the men. And I'm doming her. So I tell her, like, I'm picking the men who fuck you tonight. And she's like, yes, ma'am, whatever, right? Yeah. So then it's really fun because then I make – it's not about me being, like, mean or domineering yeah. in any way. The men enjoy it a lot because I'm actually very inviting and diplomatic to the men. And so I'll say things like make all cocks feel welcome whenever a new man is like shy, you know, shy around the corner, afraid to kind of whip his dick out. Um, I'll make sure that she makes them feel invited, you know, so that I'm making her be the best little sexy submissive slut she could be. Yeah. And so I'll remind her, look up. Did you give them eye contact? Did you you tell them how much you like their dick? And so then she'll listen and she'll do those. And I'm seeing these men like look like they like look different in their own skin five minutes later, like Mm -hmm. because they're allowed to fuck her face the way they want to. And I'm able to encourage that. Right, so they have permission. They are literally given a blueprint to how to fuck this girl, and uh, and they get to go home feeling like a stud. Right, yeah. so it's kind of win-win-win-win-win-win situation.
0: And do you? <laughs> let me ask you, what you're getting out of it? Are you turned on by this, or is it just stimulating to you because you do like to help people and because you've already been there, done that with everything? This just is like an extension of what it's like, fulfilling to yeah. you in just a different way.
1: Well, I found it to be so incredibly fulfilling yeah. for a few reasons. I've decided to launch a business based on this, on consulting. How do people actually accom- accomplish a threesome, right? Like some people out there have no idea how to actually break through the swinger world. And if I could offer that coaching, it doesn't have to be in-scene sex I could offer coaching on. It could be anything. But if I'm going to go to the club anyways and I could help a woman who you know wants to have her divorce party, go off without a hitch mm-hmm. well i'm going to make sure she has a solid line of hard erections coming at her when that's what she's hoping for you right. know because sometimes that's not what happens sometimes it's a lot of men who have performance anxiety and the girl does not know how to handle it
0: yeah so, but wait so you're yeah. a bit, first of all i'm slightly obsessed with this whole thing that you're doing i think it's so smart yeah. i totally yeah. understand why you would eventually go into this direction it's kind of like in line with the girl who you know you were a swinger before but you started a YouTube channel about it and you're always talking about it and you're always yeah. helping people and you're always an information spreader it's mm-hmm. your nature so I could it to really makes sense for you I feel like I would be the same way yeah. a little bit so I totally get it and I think it's like great and I'm like while wow, you were saying it I was like this is like great for regular couples I mean eventually it could be really it become is. something that you do for a lot of people but i'm wondering right now where Mm -hmm. you're at because you're in the swingers club and you're you're able to do it there are you working it in the clubs is it something that you go to different clubs now in your area and and dominate people and set up and direct orgies or how are you Mm -hmm. moving forward it as like a service that you're offering to other people
1: so for now i'm doing it ad hoc and not for any financial exchange because that would take a whole another legal side yeah, yeah, so yeah. i would have to get that sorted first yeah so for now i'm doing it for friends and friends of friends for the most part and that's yeah. it and then the men who are participating they're like the lucky men who get to participate i think for me the reason i do this is because i see the potential of such great sex in everyone and everyone's too fucking shy to yeah. get it. yeah and I feel like I am so um, unabashed in a room of people to like, you know, take the, you know, almost like the social stigma out of saying something weird so that people feel more comfortable to say something weird back, you know? Yeah. And so I like to pull this information out of people and so they can have a better experience. They even learn. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I have asked four four or five women in a row, what is it that you want to feel in sex? And they weren't, they took a minute to answer. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So you need to even figure out what do you want? How yeah. do you, why do you want that? You know why? Cause Is no it, one's uh, ever uh, asked I, them that fucking question. Well, think about it. Sexual Uber eats. If you could order your perfect fantasy delivered, fill in the you know ingredients and send me a list. That's how I want the information. And for some people, they want it to be blindfolded so that they don't feel any pressure about who the men are participating. And that can be a big source of comf- comfort for them. Um, and and really like it's it's to each their own. Some of them yeah. want to be really like hit hard. Some of them want to be bruised on their ass. And I'm the one that has <laughs> to tell men this when they're yeah. walking up to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, listen, and not on all Uber men are eats, comfortable doing it either. On Uber Eats, they yes. have a little bottom comment section where you can put in the extra stuff that you want. I'm always very particular, and I assume that a lot of people, everyone's yeah. different, like you said, and everyone has their own specific fantasy, but the different parts of it are going to be different depending on the person. And how does anybody know? They can't read your fucking mind, and if you're there and you're in the yeah. moment at your swingers club and you don't know this person, which is a lot of time the case... You know, how are you going to max out that sexual experience by having you there helping? It's true. And I don't know anyone else that is as
1: bold as I am to literally go around the pool and talk to whoever I feel like talking to in the moment, because when it's not me at stake, when it's not my sex that I'm having, and by the way, I don't get turned on by it. I get very stimulated by it. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though I'm almost like leveled up in sex. And it's like almost like sex on drugs. That's what it feels like to me. I feel like intoxicated after in a great way. Like it's gotten to the point now where now I have a fanny pack. So I have my own uh, oh, swinger merchandise line, God. like clothes and accessories. Oh, you line. Uh, oh, um, I do. and I'm having a ball with it, like uh, so super fun designs. But I basically designed my own orgy director Fanny pack, and so I wear <laughs> it when I'm in a scene. And it has like lube and like things in it that I might need. Right. Yeah. Um, and then now I actually bring a whiteboard that I pop up because every girl or every, so far it's the girls that I'm I'm helping fulfill, but I'm by no means limited. Um, so far it's like no anal is their limit or like no kissing, whatever. Yeah. So now instead of having to educate every man that walks in, I'm using like my business, like six Sigma mind to be like, let's find efficiencies. And so now I'm bringing a whiteboard and writing, you know, no anal, Anal, condoms are required,
0: so it's on the wall, so they could walk in. You don't have to go up and and explain that or have that as a conversation. That kind of stuff is already exactly. there. Brilliant. Yeah, like a yeah, and then
1: people can decide if they want to participate or not. Right? Yeah. They, you know, from afar. And so,
0: oh, yeah, my it's very
1: filling. And the psychology in me, so I I have an undergrad in psychology and that I never got to use it because I never went all the way with it. Yeah. But now I can sprinkle it into this, right? And not, you know, I don't need to be accredited with a, you know, psychological associations to do so if I do it correctly. But basically I can use my understanding of just human psychology to also make people who feel vulnerable feel safe. And like, you know, and one of the most important videos that I've put out on my YouTube channel recently is talking about how I will never reject a man in the middle of a scene if his dick doesn't work, because it is probably their worst fear in life. Yeah. And I want to even if we don't want even if we need to move him around. There is definitely ways to do that without calling them out, making them feel singled out or, you know, inept, whatever. And so I I try to remind other people about the humanity in single men, too, because they are I'm telling you, they are sensitive and shy and nervous about this as as you you wouldn't even believe.
0: Yeah, Um, Yeah, yeah, I see them
1: outside after.
0: Yeah, and listen, the, the yeah, worst but- thing you could do to a guy, whether you're in a swingers club or not, is that can't get it up is fucking talk about it, okay? That's not going to get it up. It's going to keep yeah, it down. Uh, I once had a boyfriend who couldn't get it up. He had a getting it up problem when, when I first showed yeah. up. And uh, he used a lot of cock rings and stuff. But I was so horny for him because he was like really dysfunctional with me that I, and I would be I'd be like put it in soft I could have cared less that yeah. it wasn't fucking hard and never once did I even think about it I was just like shoving it in there soft to the point where eventually that <laughs> dick never was soft anymore because I treated him like a total sex object never once talked about how <laughs> soft it was and I cured his problem and I'm like duh that's the way you do it you don't fucking talk about why can't you get it up what's going on He just so keep going, wow. make it just be, you That's know, s- yeah, right. Swear. And he yeah. got mad at me for get, uh, fixing his dick problem because he didn't like the control and the power his dick had. That's why he had the getting it up problem. Talk about psychology, but uh, I, yo. yeah, but I think that is great. Could you just please walk me through like a uh, orgy, recent orgy situation that you directed? And then I still have a million questions. Yes.
1: So this is a girl on my YouTube channel's friend. So I have to, I have to keep in mind that a lot of my friends that I hang out with now were fans turned friends. So they oh, really? were on my, they found me on YouTube. Yeah. It's really great. Like they find me on YouTube or TikTok and then they, they go to Oasis and then they see me there. Cause I'm there a lot. And then the ones that, you know, I bond with, I end up becoming friends with. And so I helped her friend have her very first gangbang about a week ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was two weeks ago or something and she was a little nervous. She said that she's like a, you know, a very important kind of has an important job and she's always in control at work. And she just for once wants to feel that she is not responsible in those moments. She just wants to feel, you know, different. And I said, okay. And I said, so what is it that you want to feel? Like, I understand you want multiple men, but what is it that you want to feel? And her, along with every other woman I've, I've worked with so far has said at least the following, they want hands all over them. Everybody, big body, small body, doesn't matter. They want really? to feel hands on them, especially multiple hands. Yes. Very sensual. It's a very erotic, a bunch of energy from each of the different warmth. Like it's very exciting. And so men are a little shy to do that, right? So I like to make sure I pull that out of them. Um, some girls are saying, you know, I want to be called good girl. Some are saying, don't call me good girl. So, yeah, like, call I me a have slut. to. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah some girls yeah. really
1: want to. Degradation, right yeah. and, and oh my god it was so funny there's one of my friends that she she likes to be called a cow like she even wears like cow print and so in the middle of a scene I was like are you being a slutty little cow for us and I like people were so confused about why I was talking to the girl that way but yeah. we had an understanding right <laughs> So so, anyways, back to the story. So yeah. she was in the pool. She was a bit apprehensive. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and she had to go in like 45 minutes. And I said, look, I said some things in life are just not as far away as they seem. Would you like to get this done or not? Right. Yeah. Um. And she was like, sure. Okay. And I said, all right, well, let's look around, shall we? And so we basically, you know, got, I got her opinion. Does it matter? You know what they look like? Whatever she gave me her preferences. Um, everybody is different for her. She said no one like super big, I think. Um, and then usually she just said like, sometimes someone's energy just didn't jive with her. And so she would say not him, but she wouldn't know why. And that's okay too. Um, I should mention one of my hard limits as an orgy director Mm -hmm. and everyone could be different is that I don't reject men. So if I'm going to be, you know, disinviting a man or something from a scene, I'm not going to be making him feel like a bad situation happened to him. I very much am empathetic. I am, uh, you know, a sensitive to people's feelings. And so I make sure the girls know that even if you don't want that man, you do not yell at them and kick them out. I will handle it in a very, you know, constructive way. And I've had to pull a man aside before and say, look, nothing personal. She's just not into your energy tonight. Maybe next time. Now, let me tell you, I've had men come up and look at me as the most genuine face I've ever seen saying, thank you. Like, thank you so very much for what you gave me tonight," Because they were treated like humans too, right? Not just cattle coming in or whatever. So so anyway so we we pick these men and yeah. there's one of the men that is involved that I have now coined as the goddess maker because the way he fucks women has a way of turning that woman into some sort of goddess after and I've seen it happen Really So yes yeah, just he's very good at taking control kind of being convincing as a dominant and making a girl who may never have been you know had rough sex before you know, understanding the appeal of it, frankly.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, so this man, I pulled him aside and I, you know, I said, look, I need you as a starter. Like I was like a football coach. But I'm like, look, I'm putting you in to
0: start <laughs> your first line. That's <laughs> <I know. laughs> just so funny.
1: Right. Cause I said, look, we need this to go off on the right foot. Yeah. And so I need you to take her and make convince her that this is what's going to happen to her. Right. Yeah. So he was like, you know, okay, sure. I huddled the men that we had selected. <laughs> Actually, this is very true. What happened? Yeah. One of them, left before and before participating because he thought it was for me not the girl I was doing it for oh. and so once he realized that it wasn't me having sex with the men he had to be backed out oh interesting because so like, he was happen. like
0: invested in you and he was down with you but he wasn't down with the yeah. girl I, and he hadn't seen he might have just
1: misunderstood what I was offering right yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know he might have just I was fucking all these men, but I really, it was for my friend.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: okay. So that kind of thing happens. So I huddle the men in and I kind of said to them, look, this is what she likes. She doesn't want to be degraded. She doesn't want to be called good girl. You know, she wants her ass slapped. She wants her boobs scrapped. And so they're nodding away, right? Like, you know, good old soldiers. And, uh, and then we go in. Yeah. And we're in the red room, which How is the giant guys? orgy room. I don't this. How mm-hmm. many guys
0: at this point do you got for this oh, game? Oh, this
1: was, uh, we started with three. Okay. We tried for four, but we started with three. Okay. Um, And then uh, the first guy, you know, got it off to a good start. And so I was kind of amongst them in the red room and so was my friend um Ar at the time and so she actually has been inspired by my orgy directing lately and so she actually has started to help in the scene too mm-hmm. um and so she was actually like laying beside this girl who's our friend with who's our friend and like saying things to her and like helping her kind of stay in the moment and stuff so it was really a, a really cool thing to see how us friends came together to pull this off but The woman, like, I I oversaw it, I was walking around, I made everyone, you know, use a condom, I checked in with her, she really got what she ordered, because, you know, when a guy was, you know, not able to fuck, you know, I'd be like, well, why don't you go and, you know, why don't you go and, you know, visit her mouth for a moment, and then I would get a guy who was hard to come in. Um, And then we ran out of hard dick, and I had to go get more. (laughs) You're like yeah. the wrangler.
0: I mean, you you have I a job know. to do, so you got to keep that going. Oh, I hustled. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hustled,
1: and then I I got halfway down the stairs, and I saw a guy who who was a fan from my channel, and I looked at him, and I pointed, and I you know just did my come hither with my finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was it, and he came up and he participated. So.
0: Yeah. I, you know, if I was, was a producer for Real Sex HBO, I would like run with this little story and do a, a segment on it. It's so interesting because it is something yeah. that can be started in other swingers club. I mean, a lot of people listening to this, at least even when I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is something that could be used in a lot of different areas. Let a, you know, it could be in every swingers club. Like they'd be, other swingers clubs would be smart to have this kind of set up. Because I think word gets out that you could go to this place and there is this mm-hmm. aspect to it. It really uh, makes people more anxious to go and less leery of, right? You know, and and I think yeah. that uh, if I was listening and I was an owner of another club, I'd be like, oh, I should do that. Or if you're also like, it could also just be for regular couples. I mean, there's just so much that it sort yeah. of could be.
1: It's true. I will say that there is a club near me, um, M4 in Mississauga, that has certain gangbang nights where they do speed dating and the women give out bracelets to the men mm-hmm. that they choose. And mm-hmm. then like at a certain time, they let like, go and fulfill the fantasy. So there's some structure in some clubs and then there's not as much hands on structure from what I know. But who knows? I mean, I feel like a lot of people are inspired from watching what I'm doing that I almost have hear, heard more stories of people doing the role because... It's okay to now. They've seen someone do it. Why not step in and ask someone to put it in her ass? Like, you know, like, why not direct the scene a little bit?
0: Yeah, and it doesn't take away from the scene. It's not taking away that you're there because you're dominating. Like, the people are getting off on that, too. Oh, I can I, I
1: I can imagine what this must look like. I, I have seen crowds of people <laughs> yeah. watch what has happened in these clubs. And then at one point, one of my gangbangs was going on, and I opened a bag of chips, and I was eating a bag of chips behind oh God, them. Stuff. And one of the the staff looked over. She's
0: like, "You're freaking hilarious!" Because I was literally just like watching my people fuck. It was hilarious. This is why I said <laughs> like I could see this being like an episode of Real Sex. It's like these are things that do are yeah. going down that you know, is happening and because it is real life, you ate a bag of chips while you were doing it one time. Like that's yeah. the stuff that no one would write into a scripted show if you paid that's them. True. They'd never be able to think that up. But that's like what happened one time, which that's why I like real life shit. Because that's the yeah. stuff that I always notice and I'm like, oh my God, you can't make this shit up. And and, and I'm getting like drunk
1: off the idea because now I designed clothing for women to wear on DTF night. So I have a few examples. One of them is a fuck meat dress. It is basically a bunch of like pictures of meat and then the word fuck all over the dress. So if anyone is in the lifestyle who knows what fuck meat is, it's a certain level of submission, um, close to slave that wants to be treated. That way. And so, if you wear that in a club when you're rounding up men, you're communicating something way beyond what was available with your words. So that's one of them. I also have a queen bee dress, which is like honeycomb. And then there's like queen written on the ass or like on the chest. And then I have the crown as either LGBT pride color or just black and white to indicate like whether or not you're looking for bisexual experiences. So I'm really building on this now. Yeah. It's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. Because I feel like there's so many different directions you could go in and it could just, and it could become bigger and bigger. And I mean, it's right now it's just in your club but it could be something yeah. that you do everywhere. But and then it could also just be something if you could come like if you could really write out that menu, right? That you yeah. would be on Uber Eats that you get all those things you <laughs> eventually compile that as a list. That's a fucking e-ebook thing that you send out to everybody yeah. because it could help just couples because the the key to great think sex is always knowing what your partner wants. And a lot of times people don't communicate those things. So if there was a list that was there, yeah. that was, you know, you, you're going to know what that list should be. You're the, going to be the best person because you're it's basically true. in the middle of it doing <laughs> the field work, <laughs> you know? Like, I
1: really hope to do like couples like coaching too, yeah. because for me, like, there's so much value in even just watching people have sex and learning where the vulnerable moments might be, where someone yeah. might not be getting the fulfillment. You know, maybe I see an eye roll where the other one doesn't, things like that. It's almost like that nanny show where they come and see why, how badly your kids are behaving and then yeah. they like give recommendations. What was her name? I'm going to come that, and was... see how your sex is.
0: <laughs> yes. I, no, one... 100%. That's how I see it. I see yeah. it as like consulting for couples yes. and also like women. I mean, yeah. your backstory is so interesting because you went from being very vanilla not comfortable in your own skin to like really jumping off the cliff, like in one swoop, like you just did it. You didn't walk in slowly. You just jumped off and did it and really changed your whole life. And that's like super inspiring. So you could help women like yourself.
1: So here's thing: I have so many like topics. I had to like quickly make a list because I have so many topics, but the women that I meet at the club who walk up to me, and look me in the eyes. First of all, they look at me like I'm Beyonce and I'm still getting used to that. Um, and they'll say to me, one of them, I told you last time, I think she said, "You know, I saw you hadn't had sex in 10 years. She's like, I'm on 14 years. I didn't know you you could come back from that, but you did. And so then she, she thought that she could and then she found herself in the sex club. Now, fast forward two months and now she's hooked up with like three men.
0: Don't you love that? So, Doesn't that bring tears to your eyes? Yeah. Like chills up your spine. And it we're talking does. about sex, but it really is deep in a way and it is transformative for somebody yeah. and there is value in it and you are helping people and i fucking love that
1: yeah Well, for me, especially the women empowerment is very important to my soul, like Mm -hmm. to see women and how sex has been used against us to shame us and to make us feel dirty and all those things like I'm telling you, we can rip that shit off like an old bandaid and literally decide to live under a different set of principles that we decide we want to live by. And once you realize that the validation does not come from anyone else, it comes from what you do and how you want to live your life and the pleasure you get you will find people in this lifestyle who don't judge you for your lifestyle decisions. How refreshing. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I see people every single time I go to the club who I've changed their life because they said, I didn't even know this place existed. Now, you know, my wife is like interested in a threesome, like, thank you for for what you've done for my marriage. I, I get, I get these all the time. And so I think for me, what is, what has happened over the last few months is I've seen the impact of my content, of of the access I'm giving to the lifestyle, to the swinger lifestyle, to the sex positive, you know, sex club lifestyle. Yeah. And it's changing people's lives because vanilla world is fucking boring. And if you're someone like me <laughs> who has always thought sex is very fascinating, you don't have to play by their rules anymore. You can come into the other side.
0: Right. And so you- that's why I like to help. Yeah, no, I love that. And you are doing that on your YouTube channel. Like I said, I will give all the links to your YouTube channel because they're going to be able to think what other things do you have on your list? I want to make sure that you get everything in. I mean, I could go in so Mm. many different directions, but I do want to make sure you hit all your topics, too.
1: Yeah, no, I think for me the um the most important thing I wanted to mention is some of the top things I've learned, even just doing orgy direction, is um I'm putting a video up about this um probably today actually. But one of the things that every single woman has asked for is that hands-on body experience, even if they're like plus size women. Yeah. And so I I think the lesson, the takeaway from that is please don't be shy to grab our bodies and like touch us and experience us because You may think that we're self-conscious, sure, but you can make us feel beautiful with your hands. Um, The other one is if you're trying to communicate with somebody about what you want in sex, find a porno clip that shows what you want share it with that person and also explain what about that clip you like, because there could be other details that are irrelevant or even upsetting, whatever. Right. Yeah. That is the best communication tool to get what you want out of sex, because you can visually show somebody on a clip and then you can almost have that recreated for your fantasy.
0: Right. And now you're based in Toronto. I mean, what do you give like, I mean, so people that aren't in that area that are listening that want to, you know, have the same kind of experience you have or feel more comfortable, they could learn a lot from your YouTube channel. I mean, that's what you're doing there. That's the way you're helping people far away from you that maybe can't go to that club and see you. Right. It's true. And I also have on my website a link
1: to actually find clubs and not only clubs, but even just like maybe chat groups somewhere about in your state and city or whatever. So mm-hmm. you can actually go and like look for Las Vegas or, you know, a lot of people are I'm telling you, a lot of people are in those conservative freaking states. I'm oh, saying a lot of people are swingers in those states. Uh-huh. So Indiana, all these people, I'm like, um, yeah, so they don't know what's around them because it's hush yeah. hush. Right. It's yeah. very taboo. And so I help people connect with people in their local cities. Um, but I also, um, there's one more thing I really wanted to mention about the fantasy fulfillment that I think expanded my mind so much that yeah. I wanted to share it. Yeah, please. Um, So I recently was invited to do a video tour of two other sex clubs in uh, my area and put it on YouTube so that people could see the inside of these very, you know, normally secretive places. Yeah, I love and that. so... Yeah. And so it's very good. You know, I, I got to experience other clubs, other sex clubs. And to be honest, it was a bit of a culture shock. It wasn't the same experience from club to club. And so I ended up in a club with a stripper pole and Mm -hmm. an audience.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I
1: realized that I have a fantasy that has nothing to do with sex that I could also fulfill. And so I got in my skimpiest outfit and whatever. And I, it didn't matter that I did not know how to work that pole. I just wanted to dance on that pole and, and love it, right, in mm-hmm. front of people. And I did, and it was the most gratifying, fulfilling thing that it makes me want to go and do it again, right? And so I wanted to almost expand people's mind about fantasy fulfillment because it's not just limited to sexual gratification. What if What's another fantasy that you wanted to accomplish but don't necessarily know how to make it happen as a one-off?
0: Right. You know, so
1: I just, it was pretty mind expanding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it changes your confidence. Like that's what you're saying, right? It's not just about pleasuring yourself. It also changes the way you feel about yourself.
1: And also opens your mind to what's possible to fulfill for your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, you may want to have certain things, you know, you may want to try anal sex or like get DP'd. Sure, that's in one category. Yeah. But what if you're an attention whore, and I say that affectionately because I'm an attention whore. What if you're an attention whore <laughs> who yeah. never got to have her day or
0: his day in, in their moments? That's right? what I mean, like, yeah. It's, a very, it's like confidence yeah. boosting because you never had that but wanted it. Yeah. And now you, you're getting And then it. you get it. Exactly. And it, it's everything you could have ever imagined it to be, you know? Yeah. And why it's shouldn't wonderful. you have that if that's what you want or you de- yep. you desire? And I think that that's great that you're experiencing this all in this world that you came mm-hmm. into. Now, are you having any kind of sex now in the clubs or are you just orgy directing?
1: Well, I'm not going to lie. Like it's been a pretty dry <laughs> few months because I have opportunity. I'm demisexual. Yeah. Sometimes I know I've explained demisexual before where I need emotional connection to, to want to. Yeah. But lately I feel a bit more asexual and that's be, in my opinion, that's because I need a man who has passion for me to fuck me hard. I've had plenty of swinger sex. Yeah, Swinger sex is great. It's also like recreational sex, right? Uh I want that one-on-one, throw-me-against-a-wall, fuck-me-hard one-on-one sex before I really will feel revved up about the swinger sex for myself again. Uh I just need it. I crave it, and it's been a hot fucking minute and a half.
0: And why haven't you been able to find that? Do you think it's because maybe, you know, you're not you right now, you're just so busy with like work and everything that you do? Probably you just are not your lights probably not Mm -hmm. on to have that guy come over and be like, Hey, let me occupy your time and be this person for you. Because that would be a little bit more of a, a
1: relationship going on, right? Like, it's not like I'm, like, against sex. Like, I actually had a potential booty call lined up with a man that I've known yeah. for years. Like, this week I fell through. So it wasn't like I'm anti-sex. I just, for, for some reason, like, I do have a growing fan base. And so when I meet people, I'm really, I'm engaging to, with them as trying to Unicorn. And so I'm, I'm more friendly. And I can't really be that open and friendly if I think they want sex from me, too. So I'm, in a way, I've almost compartmentalized being trying to Unicorn around these people, even though I'm in that same club. And I don't necessarily want to have one-off sex with someone for that hot moment of passion. I just need more. Or that. something
0: different. You so mean I'm looking not for as some... Toronto unicorn? Is that what you're saying? Like that part no, of you No, is... I just need romance. Something... Yeah. No, that's what I mean. It sounds like you have more of a relationship. It's not even the
1: relationship. I think I just... Well, even if it's a relationship, it wouldn't yeah. be like an exclusive, necessarily even romantic one. I just want to feel what it's like... To be passionately fucked again, because when I'm the third or the fourth or the fifth in a group, yeah, there's hot sex going on. Yeah. But like after you've done that for six months, eventually mm-hmm. you you almost miss that, almost the vanilla sex, frankly. Yeah. yeah the one-on-one. Yeah. One on
0: one. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, give yeah. me your fucking attention, sex. I'll be responsible for your cum shot at this time, sex, you know. Yeah, only because you went
0: the opposite direction. I remember once I dry humped a guy for like two hours with our clothes on, and it was like the fucking hottest experience. Mm. And I'm talking like when I was like 40, you know, or to 30 I don't know how old I was, yeah. but I wasn't a child. And my friends were like, How the fuck could you waste your time dry humping? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like Try humping's great. Like try it. Like it's. Yeah. Some, there's something about going the total opposite direction when you're a grown up and you could do whatever yep. you want. Like try dry humping with all your yep. clothes on. It's like really hot because it's like the opposite. It's not something that you do it's all the true. time anymore. I could have anal it's naked good. regular sex, but <laughs> sex with your clothes it's on true. is fun because you don't. It's not. It's not the. T- it's not the norm. The norm for you has been this overstimulating lots of people in the room kind of sex. And because you said you kind of got desensitized that you're like, want to go in the opposite direction and that happens. And maybe you'll go back. Yeah.
1: I kind of want to just balance it out because then if I have another partner, even if, again, they're not an exclusive partner, then I can build orgies with that partner. And that gives it a new level of excitement where right now if I participate in an orgy, I'm participating with the people who are selected that night. Like it's just not necessarily the same thing. Um by the way I have to one more point actually. Remember how you said um the orgy story? Well it started off as a gangbang. Remember three men yeah. on one woman. And then they made it an orgy with with another woman joining in. My oh. friend joined in because she saw how well one of the men fucked and right. so she wanted a turn. And so that's <laughs> how it turned into that. And so this is the whole pile of people having sex in front of me. Right. And it was
0: hilariously like awesome too, you know. Right. Now, what would your I mean, OK, so if you were going to have an orgy or a gangbang, are you into orgies mm-hmm. or gangbangs yourself?
1: Well, if I knew and selected the men, yeah. yes,
0: I would be. Would yes. you ever be able but, to pass that rain on to somebody else and let them be the director and you be in the orgy? Like, do you think you could ever do that or no?
1: I don't I don't think so. I think I would micromanage it. Yeah, or yeah, Backseat yeah. drive it um i don't think so but i also still would have to pick the men like there is a level of um just non you know i'm not interested in stranger sex so for me it would be very important that i handpicked who is fucking me yeah,
0: yeah but let's do it for fun like if you let's let's let you be the director but you also be the girl mm-hmm. that's gonna do the orgy how do you mm-hmm. like what are your questions for yourself and what are your answers Wow, that's an interesting
1: because no one's really asked me that actually. Yeah, let's so do it. So if I were to answer, yeah, if I were to answer and I knew the men, so let's just get that part out of the way. Yeah, I would want uh, I would probably want three men on me. I would want to be eager, eager not what is it ergonomically set up so that I didn't have struggles with my wrists or knees or anything. Okay, but um, I would want to be fucked in the you know i have to be careful i know this goes on youtube the, no you no know, no it's okay i, I edit a little <laughs> right. bit for
0: youtube yeah do yourself
1: okay so i like to be like fucked in the pussy mm-hmm. and i don't think i'll ever be able to do a dp that's not my fantasy okay. but then i want to feel almost like i'm struggling keeping up with two dicks in my mouth because i want to feel overwhelmed with first of all all the male energy around me but i want to feel responsible for like for getting them off too like it's it's kind of exciting to be the one there it's also a lot of pressure but but that's what there's you like what i you on there is something about that but also the hands on me and making me feel like I'm being devoured with their like hands is like a great feeling mm-hmm.
0: so those kind of things wait what's on the whiteboard mm-hmm. any kind of things that stand out <laughs> that you would put on that whiteboard about yourself uh, during that orgy Your yeah. orgy. yeah I'd say
1: no anal cuz okay. I reserve that for yeah. boyfriends who have been nice to me that night and <laughs> um yeah <laughs> And, uh, so that would be one of mine. I think I, I kiss and stuff, so that's okay. And I would do that, but I think I would say condoms are required Yeah. and, um, sensual is, is important so that mm-hmm. men understand it's not just an inter, it's not just a, you know, transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And hands and hair. I like that, especially when I'm sucking a blow job, the least they could do is get the fucking hair out of my mouth, you know, um, <laughs> you mean hold back your hair? Like a- yeah and effectively like some guys like they do it cosmetically and that there's still strands hanging down i'm like this is not uh, that's because they just are you, you know
0: they're just holding it back so they could get the view you want yes. it back so that you don't have it in your fucking mouth <laughs>
1: exactly oh God, so so here funny. comes a video yeah. on my youtube you know <laughs> yeah oh, so i think those are the things But i think for me it's like i girl women from my i understand want to feel devoured they want to feel like Like almost just like that men can't control their arousal. Like that makes us feel a certain way. Yeah. And so we want, I want that too, you know?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had another girl on who's very into gangbangs and stuff. I mean, she's just got a very super high sex drive. She's coming out uh, on my Girl Talk episode soon. And um, she just had a threesome with three guys. And she was saying how anal is uh, just for her main guy. She's in a relationship with a guy for a year and a half. And she's like, oh, that's saved for Daddy Dom. It's interesting that you have the same thing. Like anal is something you would do only with a guy that you are one-on-one with. Is that what it is? Well, yeah, yes
1: and no, but I had a submissive who was, who was a three-hole girl and I even made her a crop top on my, my shop that says three-hole princess. Yeah. And so she was willing to take men in the ass. The problem is that unfortunately these men weren't that great at warming her up correctly Yeah, and they fumbled around and and caused some damage and then she wasn't able to use her ass. So, um, we just don't trust strangers in the ass for the most part.
0: (laughs) Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Well, there's just too much at risk.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I,
1: yeah. I, like For me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let a stranger there. But I also just think like there's also it's a bit vulnerable. Like you could have like, you know, like something on the end of the condom. Like you could have an embarrassing moment. You don't want to necessarily do that with some strange person that might make you feel bad about that, you know? So
0: Yeah. Now, I know yeah. that you just are into mostly guys. I mean, you've had experiences with women, too. But I'm assuming that sometimes... Yeah. Have you been a director for like a women with women thing or is it typically like a gangbang or or well I guess an orgy is a bunch of different people right Yeah,
1: I I think I haven't done a bunch of women yet, but Mm -hmm. because of what I'm seeing, when women watch me direct a scene for someone, they then they line up and ask me to do one for them. So what I'm learning about that is that women are seeing something in the value in this, right? And even if they don't get me to help them, they've seen the value in what I'm doing. And so maybe they could even sprinkle it in to their own sex, right? Like, I think there's lots of ways that people could benefit from even just learning the importance of communicating what, what they want, eye contact, whatever. Like, like some guys, they get so mad if you use a hand in a blow job and then other guys want a hand in a blow job. So you got to know these things. Otherwise how can you even please them back?
0: You know, some guys don't want the hand. No,
1: some guys get pissed off if you use a hand.
0: That's weird. That's like the best well, the hand in the mouth at the same let- time. That's what it's all about.
1: Well, wait a second. I'm talking more about like face fucking where like the girl's mouth is like a hole that they're oh. just kind of penetrating.
0: So yeah, <laughs> I forgot you're like really hardcore. Want... This is hardcore. <laughs> I uh, I forgot I'm hardcore too sometimes until I <laughs> yes. realize where the line actually is. That's yeah. You're funny. like, oh yeah, Kathy, that's like in your world. That's like vanilla world blowjobs. I'm not talking about vanilla yeah. world blowjobs. You're talking about face fucking. <laughs>
1: You're right. I have I have a very different um, experience. A lot of more richness in my sex life, but I will say that I feel very normal. Like I still feel like the same person I was before uh-huh. where I had exposure to this. I just think I'm very liberated, and so are the people around me. Yeah. And we just don't we don't necessarily feel abashed to to live our best lives. And I think that's really all. I know I sound extreme. I I get it. Like I know I sound extreme, but for me, I'm having the time of my life, and I never. I never would have guessed this for myself either. So it goes to show that once you get comfortable in this lifestyle, you know the end. It doesn't necessarily have to be the the, the, the threesome you fantasized about. Maybe that's just the beginning
0: yeah you never know what it leads to but I think sometimes that's what that's what's stopping people that fear of what does it uncover it's opening Pandora's box and people yeah. are afraid of will it consume me what will I do it's like that guy that had the getting it up problem when his dick wasn't was yeah. getting it up and he was fucking me even though he didn't really like me and he didn't like the way that felt and he had no control over himself because he's like fucking someone and he wants to fuck me but he doesn't like me and it's like confusing some people are, have a fear of that kind of stuff taking over so sometimes I think people are afraid of that first step because they worry what will happen after what does it snowball into and will they be able to handle it and stuff and that's why it's great if there is a Toronto unicorn director in there sort of walking them through a a, a hardcore experience like that their first time so that they feel comfortable and realize and I think with anything I remember when a boyfriend took me to like a, a a nudist beach like if you think about it from the outside you have all these sort of ideas about it but once you're there and you're just there. It's just, yeah. It just is like anything else. It's no different than being anywhere else. It just becomes like the norm yeah. when you're in it. When you're out of it, it seems so much more exciting and crazy, but when you're there, you're just like, okay, I'm naked. I'm sitting on the beach and you know, it's kind of hot and whatever. And I think it's no different with these kinds of stories. And that's what I always kind of like to show on my show is that I think that people think these kinds of experiences and people that do these kinds of things are these certain types of people that live in this certain type of place that you don't know. And it's so weird and it's different, but you're just a regular person and doing this and it doesn't make you, you're not any different than than anybody else your, your experiences are different yeah. and you're doing a lot more like you said hardcore things but you still feel like the same person it doesn't change you you're not a, a yeah. fucking different species these are and that's yeah. what i like to show so i think that that's great yeah. i had a question for you have you ever hooked up with your fans if someone reached out and saw you on youtube and was like i think you're fucking hot and i want to get down with you could i come to the club like does those kinds of scenarios happen for you and do you take them or do you keep or do you separate that
1: well, it's funny, the last time and the only time I did your podcast, I had just slept with a couple, like a male, female couple that was fans. And then you're like, you fuck all your fans. So oh, like, yes, I, I, I remember. Yeah. People. <laughs> yeah. So I really don't sleep with my fans, but yeah. my fans usually participate in my scenes if uh, if they're respectful gentlemen. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So the, it's a good thing that they know me and, and, and come up and say, you know, I'm a fan and, and I like your content. And then if I see them later, they're going to stand out, you know, so. So that happens. But yes, I absolutely could fuck my fans as long as, you know, maybe the right one comes around. Yeah. For me right now, because I'm in my asexual phase, I'm not even looking for that. (laughs) I'm kind of just looking for friendship and uh, fulfillment
0: in that way right now. Well, listen, I think it makes sense because like when did this whole orgy director business thing all sort of start for you? How long? It started
1: about maybe two months ago when I started to have a female submissive that let me take her to, I'm going to say this affectionately, whore her out. Yeah. She wanted me to take her to DTF night, which is gangbang night, and whore her out. So she and I created this dynamic where I picked the men. I, you know, I made sure they treated her the right way, um, you know, all those kind of things. And so it was kind of just like me and her learning how to have our friend friendship in a different way. And then it kind of just kept creating ideas. And then people would come up and watch what I was doing with her and, you know, making sure she greeted all the men nicely. And, you know, I, at one point I said that I could hear her talking, which means there wasn't a dick in her mouth. And like, that's how I talked to her. Because like, yeah. you know, she has a job to do, get busy. Yeah. She wanted to be talked to like that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I ended up having a lot of fun doing it. And then the more people that were around, were so fascinated by it that then they would be like, you know, the next time I'd see them be like, Oh, well, do you want to help me with mine? Yeah. And then they just kept building and building and building to the point where like, I, even if I didn't express interest, people ask me for help doing this now.
0: Yeah. And then you got yeah. content for your YouTube channel, I'm assuming. And you're like, Oh, this is great. And people probably really yeah. love it and you really see the need for it. So it just benefits you. And I think maybe yeah. that's why you're quote unquote asexual now or not really thinking about it because you're so consumed by this. Cause it's new. And it's just taking up probably yeah. a lot of your time.
1: Yeah. And in, in a way, like, I don't know if it makes me a, a sexual or not because I, I have a lot of mental stimulation when it comes to sex. Like when mm-hmm. I watch sex, I don't play with myself like yeah. unless I'm masturbating specifically.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't when I'm at the club, I don't it doesn't occur to me to touch my vagina. It just doesn't occur to me. So right, I cause already because you're, cause you're in
0: work mode.
1: No, just in general. Oh. When I watch sex, I don't actually get aroused in the same way. Yeah, I yeah. get aroused. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm stimulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, it kind of works the same way with orgies. Like maybe if I was another person, I'd be over there fingering myself. But because I'm I'm mentally almost like like I'm playing like almost like three-dimensional like sex chess, it's like it's so stimulating in so many other ways that like I don't even notice my vagina, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: you're not, I you're not I get rid in of that really part of great. What?
1: We'll see. I said, I hope I get railed really hard by a great man soon. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just so picky right now because I want it to be passionate and great that I'm not willing to settle for mediocre sex in between. But the thing is, there's a lot of people in this lifestyle that wonder if there's a place for them, if they're also either asexual or too shy to maybe participate with other people, but maybe as a male-female couple, they want to come and just be around sex or just have sex with one another. And these people like need to see me represent them too because, yes, there is a place for us, And even though I'm not there having sex with a bunch of people, I'm still invited to their parties. I still go and have a great time. And so in a way, I'm really honest about the fact that I'm not necessarily having sex a lot right now because I want to be relatable to people also who aren't and still wonder, do I belong there? Yeah, it only
0: helps. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that I've been through like a lot of tough things in my life because I feel like I could relate to people from firsthand knowledge having actually Mm -hmm. experienced it. If you were just one-dimensional and were into orgies and gangbang and that was you 24-7, then you could help all those people with that. But you maybe wouldn't understand these other types of people. But because you're living that now and now you're like in that mode, it's only going to help you go forward. And that's great. I think that that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff really helps because that's when you could help the best. Not somebody that like read a book someplace. It's the person that actually experienced a different headspace. Now you know this headspace. And you'll be able to help those kinds of people. So I think it only benefits you for all of your endeavors because... At the end of the day, what I love about you and what's interesting is you are an expert. You, you have made this not only your, something that you do for pleasure, it's your business. And you've yeah. done really well. You have a really great following on YouTube. You started a podcast. Do you have an OnlyFans? I do. And uh, a lot of TikToks. <laughs> and a lot of TikToks. I don't know how the yeah. fuck you last on TikToks, but we'll have to talk about that another day. You could help me. I hate fucking TikTok with them kicking me off for content. But um, why don't you give a shout out to yeah. all of your stuff? I will put links to everything in, yeah. my, in the description, but give shout outs. And then I want you to send some pics of like your, uh, you know, for my Patreon of like the clothes that you're selling and every, all that stuff. Just send me a couple of pics that for my Patreon. That'll be great. Um, but people could also go and find you everywhere. I will put the links, but give your shout out right now.
1: Awesome. So everything is on Toronto unicorn.com. I've got all my social media links there. Um, a link to my merch site site, which is the swingershop.com. Um, I do want to mention my channel in the sense of it is meant to show my journey in a lifestyle that was new to me from the beginning. So the first few videos, you know, are me not even knowing I was going to be a swinger. And then the rest of the few hundred videos you, you cross and see me cross that Rubicon and become who I am today. And for some people, that's what they find relatable is seeing the innocence and the curiosity and then maybe even being naive back then and watching me learn as I learned how to become where I am today. Yeah. And so I do that in two ways. Like I do uh, vlogs and story times about the same event. So what that means is if I go do a DTF night, mm-hmm. I'll do a vlog, which is basically the same day. I hold the camera up, show what we're doing. You know, um, I talk outside the club. And then later I do a story time, which is the details, the front to back details of what went down. Now, YouTube has kicked me off many times for um saying too many details so i always have an after dark version on my only fans now sometimes this is more just like the really raunchy details yeah. that i can't say so yeah i pop a tit and like have a different kind of story time so it's a different kind of leveled up story time experience too but every experience is that rich for me like i really juice it for all those things so people can watch either just my stories about the events or just my vlogs or both.
0: Awesome. And they can find everything at Toronto unicorn.com. Is that what Dot you said? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And then just on
1: YouTube search Toronto unicorn.
0: Okay. And it's all one word, but they'll see that in the thing, right? Toronto unicorn, one word, Correct. Yep. It is one word, yeah. Okay. But the, you
1: can still find me with the other, but uh, this is how it goes down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you came on. Yeah. I'm like, like obsessed with what you're doing. I think it's great. I totally understand it. Oh. And yeah. I think it's really interesting. And, uh, I wish you luck and six months from now when it's turned into something even bigger, we'll do another episode and talk about that because I feel like that's when you'll have like a new book to sell or something that many more people will be able to get something out of it from you besides the, it's true. I think
1: there's a lot like there's this this unfolding every few months. I have this new venture idea. But I think if I could leave one lasting thought with people who maybe are intrigued by the lifestyle, don't know how to get started, you know, whatever. I think that a lot of people think that they need somebody to go with them to a sex club to make it OK. And they hold themselves back until they find that person. And I'm telling you that that is the biggest fucking mistake because you should never have to convince somebody to go to a sex club because the people whose eyes light up when you say sex club are the people you want to hang out with there and if you don't have any that are already there go alone find them inside you'll find your friends you just haven't met them yet that's what i like to say about the lifestyle
0: and that's what you fucking did that's what people have to know that's exactly what you and all my friends
1: that i've met took a chance they all came alone too and they all we all met other. So like, stop trying to like twist some friend's arm who doesn't want to go because like they suck. They just, they're not going to have fun when they go anyways. So go alone, bite the bullet, figure it out. And then you'll see that sometimes you have to immerse yourself in the environment you want to be in. And then to find the people around you that love it too.
0: Right. Well, that's your that's like your, that that last thing that you just said should be a part of your services. Like you, you could help that yeah. that person at home walk to the club and walk fucking in. That's the coaching that you eventually offer on your Uber Eats menu. OK, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that could be something that someone orders too. Um, besides an orgy yeah. or, you know, just a swingers club experience solo. My first one. Um, anyway, yeah. thanks so much for calling in. I'm sure we'll be talking again yeah. soon. This was great. It's going to uh, air this Sunday. Wonderful. I'll send you those
1: photos um, before end of day.
0: Okay. Thanks so much. Toronto, Unicorn Marie. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank Bye. you, Kathy. It was oh. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous.